Hello everyone, this is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. We've been talking about Ayurveda and Yoga as a foundation for mental health this year. And I keep coming back to how we are as holistic beings. How we're an expression of nature and how everything affects everything else. You know, we've been trained to think of mental health as something separate from the rest of our experience. But this just isn't so. In the Bhagavad Gita, there's the notion that embodied consciousness, meaning us, ourself, is eternal, imperishable, and infinite. So we exist in our body, but we exist beyond that too. The Gita actually refers to death and rebirth as if, as if you're changing clothes. We all have samskara, which are impressions, memories, experiences that we hang on to that we perhaps haven't resolved for ourselves. It often happens in early childhood when we're exposed to difficulties and no one talks about what happened to help us understand. Or when we're abused or raised in an unwholesome environment. It's one thing to resolve those feelings about what's outside of ourselves. And it's another thing to resolve the feelings about ourselves. I've talked quite a bit about tamas, rajas, and sattva, the mahagunas, or the great qualities that are present in everything in nature. Tamas being the darkness of life, or negativity and dullness. An unwholesome environment would be one where tamas is predominant. A rajasic environment might be one where there's excessive activity, a lot of arguing, a lack of consideration or yelling or aggressive behavior. And of course, a sattvic environment is one where life is harmonious and people work things out together with consideration for everyone. Perhaps you had experiences from each of these types of environments growing up. Whatever was predominant, though, in your early days, particularly prior to ages six or seven, and then growing up, they all had an impact on the function of your body, mind, and your spiritual connection. And of course, this affects the function of your agni, the energy that's available within you to digest food and life. And this, in turn, affects the condition of your aura, or the energy field, around your body. How does that happen? Well, this is really all about energy. We are energy. Rub your palms together a couple of times, and hold them about an arm's length apart, and then just slowly move your palms toward each other. And just notice what you feel. It might be pressure, it might be tingling, it might be hot or cold. But this is you. That's your energy that you're feeling. And that's what I'm talking about. So these samskara are impressions or memories 
that we carry around, they affect our ability to process what's happening in life right now. They act sort of like a filter in our aura that gets stimulated by things outside of us. And when these samskara get awakened, we only see the world through them. And that has a huge impact on our mental health. Often we'll react to life today as we were at the time of the original event. And it's often not pretty. You know, acting like an angry six-year-old when you're 35. And it's not in our best interest in terms of relationships and feeling good about ourselves in life. This is how we have immature or unreasonable reactions in life. Have you ever had that happen to you? I sure have. We can have a completely unreasonable reaction to something and not understand why later on. Or we may stay stuck in that samskara for day, months, or even years before we actually let go and then things change and we evolve. Think about that in your own life. Maybe there's things that used to really bother you and they don't bother you anymore. When we understand this, you know, we can begin to see that we're carrying around old views that really aren't current. And this is part of the journey of life, of getting to know ourselves inside. It's the most empowering thing we can do. It allows us to blossom, to be true to ourselves, and to really live our own life. It's common to hear someone say, I'm not going to be like my parents. And of course, in a few more years, we'll find ourselves behaving just like them. If you've ever been married, you might have experienced this. As we age, we require maintenance in a few different ways. Our tendency as humans is to accumulate mentally, emotionally, physically. And not just what we were given by our parents and ancestors. When we race through life trying to get to some endpoint or to some definition of success that we're holding, perhaps holding unconsciously, we don't allow ourselves to, to really evolve. We become identified with the body and, and think that doing and doing and doing more is the answer. But if we have the awareness and willingness to work in smaller ways ongoing, then the samskara doesn't have to increase. And it will actually decrease with the practices of Ayurveda and yoga. Since everything affects everything else, we need to stop doing the harmful things to ourselves, such as eating tamasic and rajasic foods and living a schedule that's depleting us, that leads to more tamas and a vicious cycle of deteriorating health. Think about that in your own life. Allowing all of your life to be the practice of yoga or 
the union of body, mind, and spirit, it brings us beautiful results. And this requires learning to work with your energy and clearing the charge off of the samskara that you carry. And this can happen slowly over long periods of time for some people without the practices. But with the practices, clearing your energy on a daily basis or even more frequently, and then being willing to laugh at yourself, it moves energy. And we don't accumulate and speed up the aging process and make it less pleasant. Now is the time to increase your awareness and consciousness through making little changes step by step. It's necessary to cultivate a healthy spiritual life on the energetic level to keep the mental and emotional levels balanced in order to keep the physical body balanced. And a great tool for this is the relationship bubble from our intuitive energy practice. Consider this, that we each have our own aura and the condition of it is related to the digestive process, as I mentioned. If I take care of my own aura, my own energy, and have a good sense of it, then when I interact with others, I create a relationship bubble or a special aura to meet that other person or creature. And we relate there in that relationship bubble. So it is the relationship. And this works really well. Your relationships that go well will have this. Each person has and maintains a sense of self. But without being raised with the sense of self, we put our energy in other people's space and we allow them to do the same to us. And you know, this feels yummy at first for a little bit. And then it becomes draining. And sometimes you might be aware of others draining you. This is you letting them in your aura. And they connect with your samskara. And so this is why we want to be committed to our relationships and not necessarily to that person. Think about that one for yourself. For those of you in the wellness field or any type of counseling, the relationship bubble is particularly important as it allows you to be a better listener and to not take on other people's problems. You can be truly compassionate and maintain your sense of self. I love this imagery. If I'm at the top of the stairs and someone else is at the bottom of the stairs, you don't want to go down the stairs to get them because then you're at the bottom of the stairs with them. Rather, with a relationship bubble, you offer them a hand to come up the stairs and you remain at the top of the stairs. So just take a moment and close your eyes and just be inside and be aware of your energy. You'll be in your Ajna chakra, ideally, or the sixth chakra, or the center of your head. 
And I'd like you just to use your imagination so you don't have to visualize necessarily, you don't have to see things, but I'd like you to imagine. Hmm. I'd like you to think of a relationship that you'd really like to improve. Maybe that you don't feel like it's quite where you'd like it to be. And so for that relationship then, I'd like you to create a relationship bubble. So just imagine it out in front of you, out of your space. And you put your energy there to meet that other person. And then you just energetically, you can invite them to that relationship bubble. And then just for fun, give that relationship bubble an energetic cord, a grounding cord from, from the bubble down to the center of the planet. And now you've grounded that relationship and that's where you're going to meet from now on. And just for a little more fun, and like you just to create a gold, big, bright gold sun over that relationship bubble and just bring that bright gold energy into the relationship. And then open the eyes. It'll be fun to see what happens. So there's really more to this. So you can check out the Spark Your Intuition podcast and start right at the beginning to really learn some great tools for managing your energy. So there's no need to withdraw from life when things get difficult, particularly. Learn instead to withdraw to your inner world and enjoy it. There's no need to try to force their mind. Just gently invite it inward so that over time, it's a spontaneous response to go inward. The ability to identify with, with the eternal spiritual self rather than your mind and body is what allows us to have a, a bigger picture of the cosmic consciousness and the God of your heart or your source that we're all a part of. And this is what sadhana or spiritual practices can do for us. We can, we can evolve to see ourselves beyond the body and the activity of the mind. And we can see that we may have an untrained mind that isn't always our friend. And often we need to just laugh at it and ignore it. And of course, there are many practices to learn to work with the mind and to make it our friend. And consider that this identification with ourselves as as the eternal self is really what keeps us sane. It's connection to our higher self within that gives us the ability to connect in a deeper way in the outer world. We can approach life with a sense of self. And without this connection, fear 
is the driving force in life. And we become identified with all kinds of things that create barriers and limitations in life. And we can really see a lot of that going on right now. All of it is just, it's a process of life and living. So I'd like to suggest to you that going with the flow is the answer. Letting go, letting go, and then letting go. This is what allows us to, to live our truth. Not someone else's idea of truth or what they think we should be doing. Ayurveda is the science of living. And it, it gives us simple tools to make a big difference in how life goes because of its holistic nature. And combined with yoga, we experience the depth of our being. Come and join us. It's a whole new life each day. In today's podcast, I mentioned the relationship bubble, a tool that's of great use to those who work one-on-one with others, and especially in the wellness field. Understanding how to work with energy is one of the main components of the holistic education that we offer here at Holly Pooley. Uh, to those who wish to become Ayurvedic health counselors or Ayurvedic health advisors, We'll be sharing more about our educational approach, our values, and our programs this month on our social media channels. So follow us on Instagram and Facebook to learn more. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.